0: got a situation, and and he looks down from heaven, whatever it may be, and he blesses it. All he asks is just faith, just simple faith, and Daddy said, Teresa, you know, it was amazing, an American that had plenty, and the pot just kept potato after potato, enough to feed the Group. That's the kind of God we serve. Let's worship Him. I- I rolled I don't know how many times but it was a ramrodin' for Jesus, picking up people and Sister Peoples laid hands on that car and prayed that it would keep on rolling. After it had been rolled, beat to death, I don't know what all them did to it. But you know what? It wouldn't stop till they rolled it over the tracks to weigh it and squish it. That's right. Glory to God. Yeah look at a God. We look at him today. I'm born in the USA. Thank God I'm born in the USA. But more than that, thank God that I got a father. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Shouldn't we worship him today?
1: To die, uh, unnamed, unwanted, and uh, but the Lord passed by, and when He saw the baby, said, "Live, yeah. woo, yeah. live, yeah. Hallelujah!" Yeah. He's saying to us, "Live, yeah. Amen." Yeah. So you know it doesn't matter how bad things are around us; right. we're going to have to live for yeah. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Amen. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with us this morning to Psalms uh, 119. I want this is being my first verse. I got several verses here this morning, but this is the one that I'd like for us to start off with. And uh, Psalm 119. And when you have it, if you don't mind, stand with us those so that can as we take our text here this morning Psalm 119 verse 45 and I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts not a long verse I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts let's bow our heads dear Lord Jesus we thank you Lord that true liberty and true freedom only comes through you. But I thank you, Lord, for the liberty that we do have. And I thank you for the freedoms that we have. But Lord, I pray, Lord, help us to realize, Lord, that there's more to liberty and freedom than just those words. Help us to realize, Lord, that you're calling us and that, Lord, in your call, And in your ways and in your precepts, there is true freedom and true liberty. Come by, anoint these feeble lips of clay, I pray. Help us to understand more about you. But Lord, more than anything else, help us to feel your presence. Here this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. In America today, These are two words that are used over and over and over, liberty and freedom, to be free. And so, uh, you know, I like definitions, I like us to kind of understand a little bit about what I'm going to preach on here this morning. So the word freedom means uh, freedom from arbitrary or despot despot, uh, government or control. That means that we don't have a dictator over us and we don't have somebody that's trying to uh, regulate every little aspect of our life. And so uh, freedom. Freedom from external or foreign rule. We don't have a king over in England. We don't have a Duma over in uh, Russia. Uh, We don't have uh, whatever they call it over in China trying to regulate our country. We have our own government. Freedom. Amen. Freedom from control, interference, obligation, restriction, or hampering conditions. Amen. Hmm. Freedom from captivity, confinement, or physical restraint.
2: Amen.
1: Toward the Navy. Permission granted to a sailor to have liberty. Freedom or right to uh, frequent or, uh, or use of a place. Unwarranted or uh, impertinent freedom in action or speech. Uh, In other words, it keeps you from saying certain things. Uh, Okay. Also, it has to do with a figure uh, personifying freedom from despotism. Lady Liberty, you know. Okay. And so then we talk about the word free. Free. The first definition of free means being at liberty. Huh? In government, it means not enslaved, not dependent uh, and have to do those things. It means subject only to fixed laws made by consent or to regular administration of such laws. Uh, uh, Not subject to the arbitrary will or whim of a sovereign or Lord. Uh, as a free state, a nation, or a people. It means not imprisoned, unconstrained. It means permitted, allowed. It, uh, it also means licentiousness, which is not a good word. It means open. Uh, it means liberal in expense in how you handle your money. It means clear of a crime or offense. Uh, Not having uh, feelings or suffering. Be free from feelings or suffering. Not encumbered with. You don't have a burden on you. Open to all without restrictions or without expense as uh, our public schools are. Liberated from government or control of parents or guardian or master. It means ready. Free. Ready to do something. I don't know to, if you notice or anything, but there were some of those definitions that are troublesome. Okay? So uh, this is part of my message here this morning. Freedom and liberty have become the gods most looked for in America in 2023. Freedom and liberty. And we have a couple of generations who don't really have a good understanding of freedom and liberty. Liberty in the mind of many Americans is the freedom to act, to say, to do, to think, to be whatever they want to be, even if it's harmful to themselves or to those around us. We see that. Thank the Lord we've moved into July. Amen. I don't know who named the month of uh, June, LGBT, whatever other things are behind it month. But I couldn't celebrate that. No. Right. no. Right. It's because people take liberty or freedom beyond what it's meant to be. Amen. And so um, so if they want to be crazed, a crazed, druggy, who is high and out of of this world, it's their liberty and freedom to do so. That's what people are thinking. And if they don't like their neighbor, they can do awful things to them without any restraint. You would be surprised at the things that mean neighbors can do, okay? If a man sees a woman, then he is allowed to do his fancy with her without any repercussions. No! But that's what the freedoms and liberties people are expecting. That someone can trick you out of your money and never have to pay it back or to apologize for it. Or to ignore laws and restrictions and ordinance to run the roads, to do drugs, to watch whatever they want to, to do whatever they want. That is not freedom or liberty. Okay? Freedom. Freedom. To freedom and liberty comes with responsibility. And if you want to keep your freedom or liberty, even in America, you must be responsible. Okay? It's too easy to blame it on mom and dad. It's too easy to blame it on society or the schools or the county or the state or the U.S. government. It's too much for that. We've got to take personal responsibility yeah. for our actions. And so, here this morning, as you can tell, I want to talk to us about liberty and freedom in Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah.
1: You want true liberty? You want true freedom? You can only find it in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Over in Galatians 5 and 13, it says, For brethren, ye have not been called unto liberty. I'm sorry, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for the occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. The liberty that we've been given doesn't mean we can do whatever we want to, act however we want to, to please our flesh with drugs or whatever. We weren't called under that liberty, but yet we were called to love and to serve one another. You say, what kind of liberty is that? Oh, I can tell if you're asking that question, you've never served somebody else. Your greatest freedom, your greatest encouragement, your greatest help is when you help somebody else. When they turn to you and say, thank you so much. I could not have done that without you. Amen. And when someone tells you that, don't take it for granted. Huh? It's real. Over in 1 Peter 2 and 16 through 17, it says, as free, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as a servants of God, honor all men, love the brethren, fear God, honor the president. Well, it didn't say president. It said king here, but honor the king. Right. Amen. Maliciousness here means badness and quality, defects. How are we living in our lives? Are we living in such a way that just any old way will do? Well, that's, and I've, I've been guilty of saying it that way, but I didn't really mean it too far. I said, well, it's good enough for government work. Generally when I say it like that, it means I've tried the best I could I can't get it any better. It's not the way I'd like it, but that's it. Amen. Huh? Amen. But you know what? We should be striving for the best. Yeah. I've gotten irritated with myself over the last several years because when I go to do something, I want to do it right the first time. Uh-huh. I don't want to come back and have to do it the second time. I don't want it to break 30 days or uh, an hour or two after I fixed it, I want it done the right way. And so maliciousness means badness in quality. It means defects in workmanship. Oh, can I tell you, whenever we do something, do it to the best of our ability. Amen. Uh, We may not be uh, recompensed. We may not be paid. We may not be uh, appreciated like we should, but... Do it to the best of our ability. Maliciousness also means cowardness and faintheartedness. Maliciousness means moral badness, a vice. Oh, it means evil, ill repute, dishonor. Do they teach about honor in schools anymore? I wonder, huh? any of y'all's lessons down here, youngins? do they teach about honor? Do you know what honor is? Huh? It means that when you say something, your word is your bond. You don't have to cross your heart, uh, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye. You don't have to do all that. Your word is your bond because you're honorable. Amen. Amen. And so... The opposite of that is where we're at today. I'll come help you. I'll be there at such and such a time. It's quiet. It's honorable to be on time. Well, I tried the best I can. It's not about you. It's about the other person. It's about honoring the other person. So, maliciousness. We do not use liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God to honor all men, to love the brotherhood, to fear God, and to honor the king. 2 Peter 2.19 talks about those people who promise liberty. And while they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. Oh, let me tell you something. Not everything that says liberty is liberty. Not everything that is said is freedom is freedom. Many times, a lot of the freedoms that have been coming out recently are just another form of bondage. It's another form to be able to get a hold of you and uh, uh, keep you under the power of that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Pornography. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. When I was younger, they kept it under the shelf. If they had it in the store, a lot of stores didn't even have it, but they'd keep it under the shelf and you couldn't see it.
0: Right.
1: Now it's all out there. Doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter. And uh, you can pick up even a reputable news uh, uh, things uh, magazines and all that and that times there will be nudity in that That's right. we must be careful of the liberties that we have huh
2: Amen.
1: I, I know some of the arguments when I was coming up and coming around uh, in, in our country some of the stuff about liberty was they wanted the freedom to do what they wanted to They didn't want government in their business. Does that sound familiar today? Huh? Oh, help me, Lord. I thank the Lord for the Clean Water Act. Come on. But I don't want anybody telling me what to do with my wells or my water. Come on. Just remember, every time you turn the faucet on, thank the Lord, somebody made a good law somewhere. Amen. Amen. And so, we must understand that there are good things and bad things. And yes, I do personally believe government should set moral standards to a point. Amen. I do not believe in racism. I do not believe that one group of people should be uh, exalted and other people ignored. Amen. Uh, racism has been replaced by economic uh, positions: the poor and the rich. Huh? Be careful what they promise for your liberty. Right. The thing right now is the LGBT community, and I'm not just trying to harp on that, but that's in the news so much. Do you realize that what that is is it's a bondage? And it's promoted as a wonderful lifestyle, and it's promoted as ways that you can be free however you want, but it's a bondage, and it will bring you disease, It will bring you heartache. And uh, it's right there with, uh, back in uh, the earlier parts of our country when divorce became freely accepted. You know, it used to be you could get a divorce for some things, but then he just said anything you want, you can get a divorce for. I don't like the way they look. Irreconcilable differences. Can't be Christians there, can they? No, well, you see that ushered in today where we're at now. Come on, corruption. You know what that word corruption means? There in Second Peter two and nineteen, it means destruction, ruin of people. It means death. It means a uh, visitation of pestilence of animals of flies, of all kind of things, disease. It means passing out of existence. It means uh, being uh, um, extinct. Uh, It means the deterioration in respect and loss or damage. Huh, you ever had a house uh, get rotten on you? I ride by houses a lot of times, people that are fairly well off and they just let those old houses go. They just let it rot to the ground. Somebody could live in it. Then also this word corruption in this verse means seduction and rape. Corruption. I'm talking about where we're living at in America today. Abortion or miscarriage. Did you realize that? That word corruption in there means those. It also means a color of paint that's, that's not right, splotchy or something. It means the cross, and it means shipwrecks, corruption. How far away is corruption in your life? We're living in a day that it's hard for young people to grow up pure. For them to grow up undefiled, uncorrupted. Come on. It's good that they're even born because some of this generation was born during the time of the free abortions. Come on. Thank the Lord. Our government has been coming back around and closing that loophole. Thank the Lord for that. But you know what? We're living in a day of corruption in America. Zacharias defined freedom for us. Do you wanna know what freedom is really about? Do you? huh? In Luke 1, 71 through 75, Zacharias, the father of John said that we should be saved from our enemies. And from the hand of all that hate us. Woo! Do you have an enemy? Oh, we got an enemy. We might have physical enemies. We might have other types. But our worst enemy is Satan and our sinful self. And here he said, talking about that baby Jesus to be born, he would save us from our enemies and from the hand that hates us. Huh? He goes on in the 74th verse that he would grant to us that being delivered out of the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear. Praise the Lord! Glory to God! Thank the Lord! Amen! Merry Christmas! All of that kind of stuff. To be free, to be able to express your Christianity. In the public forum, on the public streets, at your home, at the corner, uh, at church. All of those things to be free. Amen. And so he, we might be able to serve Him without fear. Now there's a lot of people who are not serving the Lord. They are serving the Lord without fear, but they forget this second part. In holiness and righteousness before Him all the days of our life. You know what that says to me? We can live holy and righteous now. We don't have to wait some far off day. We don't have to try to just keep improving day by day. But the Lord will deliver us out of the enemy, out of ourselves and also out of Satan and the world. That we might be able to live for Him in holiness and righteousness. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to do. Yes. Amen. Oh, Brother Jeff, that's kind of boring. What? That's kind of, you know, don't you like to do little things? Come on. I'm talking about true freedom. Yes. Oh, I, I know this may sound counterintuitive, but the best times of freedom in my life as a little boy was right after my whooping. Huh? That's, that's weird, isn't it? Huh? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Right after my What do you mean? Because that burden of guilt, that burden of the secret I was trying to keep was off of me. I had already faced my punishment. I wasn't going to be punished twice for the same uh, crime. Praise God, there was freedom. And now as uh, Christians, we can be free like that too. Because, amen, Jesus has come and forgiven our sins and set us free. Amen. amen. Then uh, in the Old Testament, Isaiah talks and says, is it not this fast that I have chosen, in other words, this is what the Lord has chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness. Yeah. Huh? As a young boy, as a teenager, try, I had people that were always saying, hey, let's go see if we can find a drink. Let's go see if we can find some drugs. Let's go see if we can do something evil and wicked. Huh? Do you have a clear definition in your mind of what is wicked and evil? If you don't, this world is going to teach you another definition. So you had better learn what does God consider to be an abomination? What does God consider to be a sin? Amen. So that we can live right. Amen. But the Lord will help us too. But it is to loose the bands of wickedness. It is to undo the heavy burden. Have you ever felt like you were so burned down you couldn't hardly walk? Amen. Jesus is um, being sent. Uh, this is prophesying in Isaiah. To undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free. Have you ever had somebody just beat you down and tell you, keep on going, you got to do this? I know uh, it's not probably a good illustration, but we think of uh, Cinderella, right? Huh? That's a good ex- ex- uh, ex- example when her stepmama used her, abused her, mistreated her, yeah. kept her in the closet. Uh-huh. You know, that's a being abused like that. But the Lord is coming to set the oppressed free
2: that's right. yeah. and to break the yoke. Trey, you know what a yoke is?
1: way back then, way back then. Way back then. uh, Whenever they were plowing a field, they didn't have a John Deere Uh or a Kubota. Uh They had two donkeys, an ox, maybe a goat or two. I've seen them do it with goats too. And they would put a bar between the two of them Uh, You ever wondered where we got horsepower from in cars? Uh It was according to how many horses you put together. And so our cars is considered to be, you know, that many horsepower. Okay? But you had to yoke them together to get all that strength and to get all that power and working ability. Amen? Amen? And so the Lord, in one sense... He breaks the yoke of yes. the ungodliness and sin Amen. that's in our life yes. that is causing us to go in the wrong direction. He yes. breaks that yoke. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we have that. And <clears throat> one of the things that I've also noticed that we're, we're having issues with and... Um, That old devil, he's doing it again. Mm -hmm. There's an attack on truth. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't believe it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not true. Just because you don't believe it doesn't make it untrue. Neither does it make it true because you believe it. Just because you believe something doesn't make it true either. That's right. Facts. So important. Facts. And in, the, in today's society, more than about anything else, in the witness of one, uh, two, or three witnesses, a lot of times, you know they never could get three witnesses to say the same thing about Jesus when they had him on trial? Why? Huh? They could. You know why? It wasn't true. It was lies. Jesus is truth. Amen. And so it is important for us to get a hold of truth and to love it. Amen. Right or wrong, our way or somebody else's way, truth is truth. Amen. No matter what happens. When one of our presidents came to power a long time ago, Okay, they started talking about he'd say something so many times that he'd get people to believe that it was true. You remember that? Now, folks, I'm talking back in the '80s and '90s. Okay, so okay.
2: <laughs>
1: we got it going on today too, but I didn't want to make it too relevant. But truth, we need to be rooted, placed. In truth. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And you want me to tell you where truth comes from?
2: The Bible. Wow. The, word of God. Woo! the truth. Glory.
1: And only the truth. The Word of God. Amen. Hey, there are books being written that says it's not true. There are people that are saying it's not true, but i want to tell you something, it's true. Yes. And years yeah. and years ago, uh, back in the early 1900s, They were trying to wipe out the Word of God and Bible and all that. And one man challenged another one. He said, There's not a single word of truth in the Bible. And that other man reached out, grabbed that other man's nose, and wrung it. And he started bleeding. And he quoted on the verse, The ringing of the nose bringeth forth
2: blood. Amen.
1: Woo! God. The Bible is truth. Amen. And so uh, there are lies and they're flying all around and all kind of lies this way and that. Oh, folks, get into the truth. Get into the truth. Amen. Jesus is the truth. Get out of Facebook, Twitter, Fox, CNN, NCB, well, I don't know what all those things are. And get your face in the book. Yeah, amen. Amen. The Word of God. That's right. You want to know what's truth? Read the book. Amen. Huh? You want to know what's happening? Read the book. That's right. That's right. You know a lot of things that are happening, there. it's already happened before and we amen. see it in the Word of God. Amen. 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 John 8, 31. Amen. In thirty-two, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If ye continue in My Word, then are ye My disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Woo! You want liberty. You want freedom. Get into Him. Get into Jesus. Know Him. Know the truth. Amen. Amen. To know truth, we must know Jesus. To be His disciples or students of Him. And we can teach and preach. Cannot teach and preach unless we have first known Jesus. Amen. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Why does our church always seem to be trying to reach the poor? Because Jesus said he, we were to reach the poor. Right. And Jesus preached to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And the recovering of the sight to the blind. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what liberty looks like. This is what true liberty is. Amen. It is what Jesus brings to us. Amen. He came to heal our broken heart. Amen. As a young person growing up, my heart was broken many times. Sometimes on little things, sometimes a broken toilet, sometimes a a non-returned affections. You know how that goes when you're young and all that. Sometimes mom and dad hurt my feelings and broke my heart. Amen. And things get worse and worse as you get older. That's right. Huh? Jesus came to heal that broken heart. To heal it. Some of us know already that the best cardiologist there is, is in Jesus. (laughs) We don't hear about type 2 personalities anymore. How many knows what a type 2 personality is? Huh? Victoria, you're laughing over there. You know what a type 2 personality
2: is?
1: (laughs) So when you went to go in to see a cardiologist, he would put you in one or two buckets. You were either a type 1, which means you were calm, collected, and more likely your heart sicknesses was caused by um, your parents or hereditary, okay? Type 2 personalities were them go-getters. Those go-getters who were always under stress, their minds could never stop. They just seemed like they were going all the time and the stress would build up and the pressure would build up. And uh, I mean, in all honesty, at one point in my life, I thought I worked better under stress and under duress. Come on. But it was killing me. When you're under stress and duress, your, your body creates uh, cortisones, and that cortisone begins to kill organs in your body. Come on. Right. Type 2 personality. huh? Jesus came to heal the type 1s and the type 2s. Amen. <laughs>
2: Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord.
2: Amen. He knows how to
1: calm your days. He knows how to make you feel like It's going good, you know. I know some of us only got one speed. least I only got one speed now. I used to have three or four speeds, and every once in a while I could get it up in uh, speed five. But now I just got one speed, but I try to make it not too slow. Yes, we're all over time. That's right. Jesus will heal our broken hearts. That's right. We are our worst jailers locking ourselves into our own minds with regrets of what might have been, with guilt, with ill will and hatred of those that have hurt us, Jesus came to heal the broken heart. That's what he did. He came to free the captives or deliver the captives. Amen? Amen. Have you been captive to addiction? It doesn't have to be a drug. I won't tell you. An honest confession is good, but my grandmother—it's easy to confess on them. My grandmother, back in the early late '50s, early '60s, was addicted to Coca-Cola. They said she went through about a case. Uh, every couple of days. Whoa. Now that back then, that was, bottles were about like that. But she went through them, huh? and that's back when it had the cocaine. Oh, cocaine. All right. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: she was addicted. I never did like the Coca Cola or the Pepsi too good. But I tell you what, I did like. I liked them video games. And I like them other games that took my mind off of my troubles. Angry birds. And, uh, no, I didn't like angry birds. And, uh, and other things. There were times I would come home, eat a little something, and then go sit down in front of my computer and play Age of Empires way into the night. Well, Brother Jeff, there's nothing wrong with that game. No, there's nothing wrong with that game. But what was wrong was me escaping uh-huh. reality right. yeah. to go and find peace like that.
2: Right.
1: What's your addiction? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Okay. It's not Starbucks, is it? Huh? <laughs> it's not shopping, is it? You know how to keep an elephant from charging? Take the charge card away. But anyway. That's right.
2: <clears throat>
1: he came to deliver us from our captivities. We are a captive in our mind not just by addictions and abuse, but also of lies, Amen. of wrong thinking thinking in wrong ways, ways that were contrary to God, uh, having wrong imaginations. You know, I have the worst difficulty trying to pastor somebody who had, when they were a little young, was in church, and, then, and might have been a holiness church under a good preacher, and then they come 20 or 30 years afterwards and get saved and come into our church have the worst time with them because they're an expert on wholeness. Oh. <laughs> and they're an expert on what's right. And th- you're, you're not doing things the way my old pastor did. Do you realize that that sometimes can be a, mm-hmm. a bondage to yeah. us? He came to free us, folks. Right. Free us. And I'm not saying uh, free us from teaching of holiness and righteousness, amen. But, oh, we need to get our thoughts beyond what just we see. But to get our thoughts and our minds onto Jesus, he will free us. And he'll set us free. To open our eyes to what is true and good and right and lovely. Amen. And uh, forgive me. I sometimes wonder if if my generation was the last beautiful generation. Beautiful and handsome. Come on. Because somehow or another we're living in the generation of grunge. Come on. Shirt's not ironed. Pants not clean. Holes in your pants. dirty underwear oh, Lord. I'm talking about grunge huh uh, we're living in a day when people are seem to be attracted to that I know I know ladies y'all think it's the style but some of y'all shoes is just absolutely ugly <laughs> what happened to pretty shoes huh what happened to pretty people Nothing wrong with looking pleasant, you know. I don't believe you have to paint up the old barn, but I believe through salvation, through Jesus, He will beautify the meek with salvation. He came, Jesus said, He came to set at liberty the bruised. Have you been bruised in here? Has there been a time in your life when you just felt crushed, huh? That word "bruise" means to break in pieces, to shatter, flying into pieces, or having their wings broken. To be broken, to be break, right, to be down, to be enfeebled, to grieve for something broken. Jesus came, amen, to set at liberty those who are bruised. I want to be careful here in what I say and how I say it. There is a place for grieving. There is a place when people die, that we grieve. Born or unborn, children, uh, young adults. You know, there's a place for grieving. But God did not call us for grieving the rest of our lives. That's right. amen. Yeah. Jesus came, amen, to deliver, uh, how did he say it there again? To set at liberty the bruise. Because a lot of times, that, uh, that uh, hurt and pain and grieving that we've done, amen, will in, uh, bind us and put us in a jail and keep us from other people and make days and holidays untenable. You can't hardly uh, live in them because of the memories that it brings back. Jesus came to set at Liberty the bruise. But he can't set at liberty something that you refuse to give up. Yeah, the and there are times that I feel like, I could be wrong, I feel like other people feel like other people are thinking, I've got to continue to mourn and to do all these things years after their death because that's what's supposed to be done. No. We are not lifting up the dead. We are lifting up Christ. He is life. Amen. He is deliverance. He is liberty. Come on. Oh, I'm still sorry my mom and dad passed away. I'm still sorry about all my friends and those. But you know what? I don't hardly think about them. You know why? Because my mind is on Jesus. Jesus. Amen. And when your mind is on Jesus and on right. life, everything looks better. Yes.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Teresa, come on! I got three more scriptures. Romans eight twenty one: Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption Amen. into the glorious liberty. Amen of the children of God. I lost y'all on that last one, didn't I? Come on, folks. It's more important to worship God than to mourn. There is a time to mourn, but there is more time, more place for us to worship God. Is God going to want to come and be in your church if you're always... (laughs) No. You don't want, I wouldn't want to go to a church like that. It's okay to mourn from time to time. But let me tell you something. We ought to have a smile on our face. Are you delivered? Rejoice. Are Amen. you free? Amen. 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 If not, Jesus Amen. came to deliver us from those things. Yes. Amen. Galatians says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. And last but not least, 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yes. Yeah. Here's we. Yes. Ah, oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He's come to heal. He's come to help. He's come to help our broken hearts, to free us from those bondages, amen, of those things that cast us down so much. We're to be free. Liberty and freedom can only come through Jesus Christ. Children, be thankful that you don't have as many scars as a lot of others do. You may have scars, but Jesus is able to free us from those things. Those scars. That jail. That bond. Those that are able to stand, if you'd stand. I know several of us can't come to the altar anymore, but I want to invite everyone that is able to come, to come. What's been troubling you lately? What's the thing that's been casting you down? I'm not preaching just to the church. I've been dealing with things myself. Cast me down. Thank you, wife. Teresa, what do you think about I don't want to talk about all that. Thank you, honey. Healing. Broken heart. Set at liberty those who are bound. Whatever's binding you, Jesus set you free. If you're not a Christian, He cannot set you free. If you are not living for the Lord, uh, these things, these promises are not for you. But when you come to Christ, ask Him to be your Lord and your Savior. And you ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And ask Him to help you to not ever do those things again. And for Him to make you a child child of the King. He'll do it. He'll do it. And then, all these things I've talked to you about, He will heal. He will help. He will set us free and give us liberty in Him. Come, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord here this morning.